Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for January 21st, 2024. It is the season of Epiphany. Join us in our call to worship. There are some days when I need the reminder that I belong to God. Do you ever feel this way? Yes, we do. The world can be a harsh place. We often need that reminder. Well then, let us care for one another. Let us speak the truth we each need to hear. Church, you belong to God. You are God's beloved. Friend, you belong to God. You are God's beloved. Let us worship the God who knows our names. Let us worship the God who calls us beloved. Amen. Beloved God, through the pages of Scripture you have sprinkled your love for us like an echoed refrain. As we gather today, let the truth of your love for creation seep into our bones. May we hear your echoes of beloved deep within us and respond with overflowing joy. We are here. We are listening. Amen.
Let us pray. God of baptismal waters, there are a million other places we could be right now, but we chose to be here. We needed to be here. We needed to hear once more that we are created in your image, fiercely loved and uniquely called. We needed to hear your words of affirmation because the world is an exhausting place. Over and over again, we are surrounded with reminders that we should be doing more. We should be doing better. We should be working harder. The lists of coulds and shoulds is so long that we can lose ourselves in them. But when we come to your sanctuary and we hear you say that you delight in us, all of a sudden, things fall into place once again. Loving and claiming God, help us to see ourselves the way you see us. Give us the grace and the tenderness to love ourselves as you love us. Remind us that we are worthy of Sabbath, worthy of grace, worthy of love and belonging. In silence, we lift up the prayers that we carry for ourselves in this moment. May you hear these words and draw near to us, O God. Gracious God, we are not the only ones who need your care and affirmation. So today we also ask for the wisdom to give compassion to our neighbors, friends, and strangers alike. Teach us how to be advocates for others so that all might know that they are a beloved child of God. Be with them, renew their spirits, Remind them, just as you remind us, that they all are loved by you. And until your promised day, when joy outweighs weariness, we will return to the water's edge. We will continue to look for you in our midst, and we will continue to affirm belovedness in one another. Now, with united voices, we lift our hearts to you in prayer, using the words your Son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture is Mark 1, 1-11, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. 
and people from the whole Judean countryside, and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. 1 John 3 1 and 2. See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. But we do know this when He is revealed, we will be like Him for we will see him as he is. Beloved In the early 2000s, DNA testing became widely available to the general public. Announcing this development, PBS reporter Eric Weiner explained that he had sent in a DNA sample to be tested. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, he said offhandedly, I'll find out who I am and where I came from. In that one sentence, Weiner distilled the eternal quest of humankind, the quest to understand our own identity. Millennia ago, Socrates preached, Know thyself and the quest to know ourselves has repeated every generation since, not to mention the generations before. I think that urge to know oneself is most apparent in the young. I can remember something of those times, figuring out strengths and weaknesses, discovering interests, differentiating myself from those around me. Although the pressure to conform is ever-present, individuality is discovered in those youthful days. But the quest to discover our true identity does not end. In our adulthood, we discover who we are in relation to others, significant others, spouses, children, our extended family. In later years, we might wonder if we have done enough. Did we take that God-given talent and use it for all it was worth? Did we fulfill our destiny? No matter what our age, the question is still basically the same. Who am I? How did I get here in this moment in time, in this particular place, with this particular set of passions and this particular set of poorly hidden flaws? Is this who I really am? 
Many people turn to genealogy to give them some answers. I remember a few years ago my niece Laura did an ancestry search for my mother. Mom was quite a bit English, she found. There was a bit of German, as she had known. But the one Polish great-great-grandmother was a bit of a surprise. My sister-in-law Becky discovered when her mother did her genealogy that she had pioneering Jewish ancestors. Marty found, like many others, that he has a random Viking in his family tree. But even if we don't belong to Ancestry.com, we still pass on our stories. We tell stories of our parents, grandparents, and other relatives. We try to interpret those ancestors' characters for those who could never meet them. We tell the kids stories of when we were young. I found myself showing little Abby the baby shoes I hang on my Christmas tree and explaining which were her dad's and which belonged to the uncles. And I had two sons call last week asking how to make homemade donuts because they remembered doing that at home when we had snow days. And I remember my mother doing the same thing. That's something like what we do when we gather here on Sundays. We tell the stories of our faith, we recall the character of Jesus, we recount the many ways God has fulfilled God's promises and has worked through God's people. We love to hear and tell the stories of our own ancestors who followed Jesus as well. We gather from the legacy given us so that we can put it to use in our own lives. And that, friends, is part of the beauty of Jesus' baptismal story. Yes, Jesus had a genealogy, those given in Luke and Matthew that should have told him who he was. And he had the stories that Mary had saved up in her heart that she undoubtedly told him over and over as he grew. Mark gives Jesus yet another type of genealogy, rooting Jesus in the prophetic tradition. But in this baptismal story, the heavens are torn open, the Holy Spirit descends like a dove, and the voice announces who Jesus really is, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Jesus belonged to humanity. His genealogy and his birth tell us that, but Jesus also belonged to God. Both aspects of his identity are inextricably linked. As the Reverend David Henson puts it, His identity is built from the ground up and from the heavens down. So it is with us. When we come to God in our baptism, God proclaims us beloved as well. We bring all of who we are, our identity as humans with an ancestry and a past, with a personality and a present, and God declares us a part of God's family. God calls us beloved. Lutheran pastor Nadia Bowles Weber tells this story. About 12 years ago, I went on a solo 48-hour silent retreat. It was during a time in my life when I was stretched very thin with work and kids and life. 
I was driven. I was all in all the time. I was a force to be reckoned with. And I was exhausted. So I went to a Catholic retreat house outside town where I was matched up for spiritual direction with a tiny little nun named Sister Eileen. I remember thinking it an absurd idea to take spiritual direction from someone I just met because, you know, I'm complicated. Clearly way too complex for someone to get me in an hour-long meeting. Ends up I was right. It didn't take an hour for Sister Eileen to get me. It took like five minutes for her to get me. See, I was hoping she'd give me work to do. You know, spiritual practices, stations of the cross, contemplative prayer, saying the Our Father, Lectio Divina. Instead, she looked me in the eye and said, Nadia? I actually don't think you should do anything while you are here. I want you to just walk the grounds and settle into the knowledge that God loves you totally apart from anything you do or don't do. I thought, man, that sounds awful. And I was right, because seriously, as soon as I tried, I just started crying. Nadia Bowles Weber continues, You know, the one thing I love most about the baptism of our Lord text is not just that God the Father says, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased, but that God says this before Jesus had really done anything. Think about that. God did not say, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased because He has proved to me that He deserves it. He has quiet time with me each morning and always reads His Torah. And because, boy, can He heal a leper. Nope. As far as we know, Jesus hadn't even done anything yet. And He was called Beloved, the one in whom the Father was well pleased. That's God for you, and I mean that literally. That is God for you. Because in your own baptism, God proclaims that in you, His beloved children, God is also well-pleased. In the waters of your baptism, God claimed and named you as God's own. That feels like the kind of pure gospel love the heavens could not contain, and it just kind of has to spill out all over everything. The kind of love you can walk around a Catholic retreat house being aware of and maybe crying a little bit because of it. A love that is yours quite apart from what you do or don't do. The kind of love that breaks your heart and then makes it bigger. A love that creates belovedness in the one it rests upon. So, beloveds, be loved. Just sit and be loved, even if it hurts. Just sit and be loved and be the beloved of God, because that is who you already are. So today, as God's beloved Let us remember our baptismal vows, recalling who we were, who we are, 
and who we are meant to be. End quote. We will re- affirm our baptism by answering the following questions. Do you renew your profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your saving Lord? And will you live from this time forward in living and faithful obedience to his word? If so, answer, I do. Do you understand the faith and practice of this church? If so, answer, I do. Will you continue in your own spiritual growth and encourage the growth of others through your regular participation in services of worship, study, and fellowship offered by this church? If so, answer, I will. Will you support the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ through this church by giving of your time and money in the way the Bible teaches? and by using the abilities and spiritual gifts God has given you? If so, answer, I will. Will you pray regularly for the life and ministry of this church, for its pastor, its leaders, and all your fellow members? If so, answer, I will. Will you seek to live in harmony with the fellow members of this church? Will you support them with your prayers and your encouragement? And will you, in a spirit of love and submission, both give counsel to and receive counsel from your brothers and sisters in Christ? If so, answer, I will. Let us pray. All-powerful God, grant each of these the fullness of the Holy Spirit, a clean heart, a right spirit, and the joy of salvation. Make each one in whom Christ is seen to live again. Release the gifts you gave each of them in creation and redeemed in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.
receive the benediction. Brothers and sisters, may you remember your baptism, and may the God of peace sanctify you wholly. May your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and will do it. Amen.